welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast. This is the greatest podcast you'll ever hear in your entire life. Because we talk about beer, we talk about vinyl, we talk about new music, we talk about other happenings in the music world, and we try to have a good time doing it. My name is Tyler, and way out there, way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether, is Jeff. That was a good one. That was a good one. relief from the buildup. <laughs> oh. So go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the album of the week because we get into the Weezer album. Everything will be all right in the end. Now, Jeff, let's just uh, jump right into it. Let's jump into our fearless beer review. What do you got? Go. Uh, uh, actually, I just have a Dos Equis Amber today. Oh, you are such. This a little bit. This comes off the coattails of Saturday night drinking a lot of stouts, and honestly, the thought of a stout right now kind of grosses me out. <laughs> you could have gotten like a like a quality lager or a quality well, IPA. We don't really something. have any. It was just like all stouts, and then Bud Light limes and Coors Lights, and then this. And I was like, damn. And then Sloan opened that coffee stout and poured me half of it, and I just I have no interest right now. <laughs> I don't know if like I'm. It's like a day late hangover or something. I don't know, but I just I have no desire to put a stout inside my body. I mean, that's probably for the best, considering stouts aren't very good. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. I got a lot of stouts in my fridge, and if I'm if I'm over that, then I I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Uh, I ho- I hope it I hope it's the end. It's the end of the stout phase for you. Well, what would I drink though? There's nothing else I, to drink. Go back There's to no IPAs, more beer. Maybe go back. To g- I would Get into never the hazies. Back. Get into the haze. Get once, into the once haze, you, Once man. you go stout, you never go IPA ever again. That's how it goes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's exactly how it goes. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, okay, so that's what well, I got. So you got, a, you got a, a, actually a delicious Dos Equis Amber because they are delicious. Yeah, they're really good. But it is something you've had. But that's okay because I do that sometimes too. I well, drink you, stuff yeah. I've already had well, on the do. pod. No restrictions, so, baby. No restrictions. This is asinineradio.com. Uh, so what I got it was a four pack of a beer called Hop Show. Uh, I got this when I got the Run the Jewels beer at the bottle shop. Forgot, I even forgot the name of the bottle shop now. Nice. But I got it because the label looks really cool. It's a play on, uh, or it's like, a, yeah, it's a play on Creep Show, the movie Creep Show. Mm. So you should look it up. It's kind of cool. You, you'd appreciate it. What is it called uh, again? Why you Hop just Show. Talk? Hop Show. Hop Show beer. It's by Mason. It's from Mason Aleworks. Uh, it's down in San Diego, California. This. It's a hazy double IPA. It's 8.3%. So I might get a little bit toasty, but that's okay. On the can, it says the most fun you'll ever have drinking a beer. Oh, that's um, cool. It's a cool label, right? It's really yeah. cool. Very. I like how they, they threw it back to Creepshow, which is an amazing movie. And the skeleton guy has like, instead of like a beard, it's it's looks like a hop. 
but it's shaped yeah, like a do. beard. That's that's <laughs> that's funny. It's funny. It's good. That's that's fun. It's good stuff. Good stuffs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I said, eight point three. Oh, actually, the website says eight point three, but on the can it says eight point five percent ABV. Untap has uh, an eight point three. Well, they're all wrong. It's, this is also a double dry hopped, double hazy India pale ale. That's what it says on the can. And um, let's uh, let's let's do this. I haven't even poured mine yet. You haven't done anything. I haven't done shit. Have you? Do you have a glass? Or are you just drink it straight out of the straight bottle? from the bottle, baby. Oh man, you do not fuck around. Like I'm now, a baby. <laughs> now my beer doesn't even. It's so new that it doesn't even have a page on Beer Advocate yet. It only has 214 so, check-ins on Untapped too. On Untapped, yeah. There's nothing. So our boy Raul hasn't uh, hasn't reviewed it yet because it's not even on Beer Advocate. And so. he's probably still in the Colombian prison. So <laughs> you know, probably is. Probably is. All right, you ready? Ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. Oh, that's a good tink. That was a great tink. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Got to take another sip. Hold on. I don't know why I'm out of breath. Yeah, why? I don't... That's okay. Whatever. Yeah, Dos Equis Amber. Hmm. If, uh, if any of you out there have not had a Dos Equis Amber... Um, you should just drink it because it's fine and it's good. And I know it's big beer and I know like you should support the little guys, but it's solid and it's usually pretty cheap. You get it. Mm-hmm. If you can get it on sale, it's the same price as like a Corona, you know? So yeah. And it's way better than a Corona. Oh yeah. And I, this first one I'm not drinking with a lime. This is just a straight up Dos Equis Amber. The second one I drink will definitely have a lime in it because I just That's cut fresh really limes today and mm, they're so juicy. Uh, that's how you ruin beers, man. Can I feel my mouth watering? I got all this Gleek stored up. <laughs> the Gleek's ready to go. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have a three-point rating system where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer, you're going to continue to drink. Uh, one is a bad beer, but you should give it a shot, and zero is a drain pour, it's hot garbage. So that's our rating system. Uh, wait, do we do the... Oh, fuck, man, I'm blanking. Do we do the ratings after we both talk about it, or do we do it? Separately, I don't know. Who cares? Know. No restrictions, kid. Uh, no restrictions. Well, okay. So my beer, my my double hazy IPA. Uh, it's really good. It has that the classic, the perfect hazy color. Looks almost like orange juice, and uh, it's fruity. It's delicious, but not like syrupy fruity. It's just very refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's a very refreshing hazy, and it's strong. Not you can't really taste the alcohol. This is a solid. Solidly, solidly made beer. I'm, I'm really digging it. So, I highly recommend it. Go check it out. So, I guess that leads into our ra- to our ratings of the beer. That what would you does. give your Dosecchi's Amber? Um, I'm gonna do two point two. Okay, that's I think it's, I think it's good. I'm going to drink this more. I'm going to continue to buy it because I like it. This is not something that I would only drink if I'm eating like tacos. Or, like, for some reason, when I go to a casino, I need to have certain beers. Just, I don't know why, but, like, Corona is one of them at a casino. And then... So weird. I think it's because going to the casinos when we used to go, and then mm-hmm. the only free beers were, like, Bud Light Coolers, like Miller Light, Budweiser, and then they would give you a Corona as, like, an import. So it was, like, it was like the classy one, but it was still free. And yeah. I think just ever since then, it's just been imprinted in my mind that the first beer I get when I go to the casino is pretty much always a Corona. The next one I get when I go to the casino is Blue Moon on Draft. 
if they have so it. Weird. That stems from when I worked a job at the Flamingo and we installed the beer system there, and we drank so much. We drank so much Blue Moon, you know, testing the lines. <laughs> and ever, ever since then, I just I don't know. I always have to taste it because I'll tell you, man. When we installed those brand new lines and they brought over like fresh Blue Moons, I have mm. never tasted Blue Moon that tasted like that before. It was actually really good. I mean, I think Blue Moon's not a bad beer at all, but it, you can't drink more than like one or two of them because it's too sweet. Yeah, but no, it's still that's, solid. That's yeah, so Corona and Blue Moon are my are my two go tos. I don't know why I came up with that beer, but the Dougie's Amber mm-hmm. is good. I fucking hate yeah. the Lager. Like the Lager, I'd probably I'd probably give like a one. No, the Lager is good, man. Lager is garbage. Lager is trash. It's the it best. It is basura. It is it's terrible. the best Mexican lager. That is sure. false. That is false. No, it's better than Corona's. Get the Modelo is better than Dos Equis. No, 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 no. Yes. No, 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 no. That is so, like, so unbelievably wrong. Soul is better than Dos Equis. Dude, Soul is not good. Soul and Tecate, not good. Tecate is not good. I'll give you that one. Soul's not good either. You're not good. But anyway, I'm with you. I agree. <laughs> Uh, so my, my beer, my hop show beer, I'm going to have to give this one, I'm going to have to give this one a 2.9. Damn. It's almost perfect. It's, it's really good. What's preventing it from being a perfect beer? You know, fuck it. It's a perfect three. It's a, okay. it's a, it's a perfect beer. It's, it's, it's a three. It's oh, good. No, I'm, it no, I'm questioning your, your ranking system because you said it wasn't well, perfect, but now it is you perfect. Talk, so you talked me into you it. You either don't know what you're talking well, about I, or you're lying. So which one? Are you dumb well, or see, a liar? Is, I don't like throwing out perfects that often. Dude, that's all you do. You always say that. Like, everybody knows it's all you do is give out perfect things because you think everything's perfect, which in essence, nothing is perfect if everything is perfect. So, well, that's that's untrue, too. That's <sighs> so many untrue statements are being said by you, but that's okay. Uh, you'll learn someday, but no, this beer, it, it's perfect. It's super smooth, has like a perfect taste, perfect color, perfect label. Uh, it's just because you keep saying done. the word perfect doesn't make it so. <laughs> you can try and like like trick your mind into thinking that it's perfect just by using the word perfect so many times perfect, but it's not so perfect. But it's perfect. Good job, Mason Works. You done good. Okay. We'll get we got any, we got anything else to say about <laughs> about our beers? <laughs> no. Okay. Let's just move on to the next part. Where we uh, we talk about what we got this week, vinyl wise. We talk about all things vinyl, vinyl, and um, that leads into our songs of the week. So, Tom the vinyls. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> all right, what did what did you pick up, or what did you listen to this week that was new? Uh, okay, I actually did get new vinyls in that I also listened to. Okay, good boy. Which, which I'm usually just kind of like going through my backlog, but now I'm, I've actually got new stuff in, and I listen to the new stuff. So it's pretty tight. Pretty tight, huh? Um, a couple things here in the hip hop realm, kind of. I got Jedi Mind Tricks, their their first album, the Psychosocial album, mm. or uh, the Psychosocial Chemical Biological and Electromagnetic Manipulation of Human Consciousness is what the actual title is. But <laughs> stupid title. Nobody fucking said. It. Everything's called the Psychosocial. Um, yeah, this is the, like I said, their first album by these by these conscious rappers, and I feel like they're kind of. I don't know. I'm not like I'm in a lot of hip hop circles anyway, but I feel like they're a little, a little unknown, a little, a little not in the forefront because people praise Kendrick Lamar. And I, I think Kendrick Lamar is actually really good yeah. and they praise him for being such or, or kind of bringing the conscious rap back into the mainstream. But I mean, dude, like these guys 
for doing it a long time ago. I don't yeah, know. back in what was that album came out in '97 or something? Yeah, we can you know we can we can give credit where credit is due here. Yeah, they deserve. Album. They absolutely deserve it. Yeah, and it's not it's not their most polished album, and and they definitely get. I don't want to say better, but they get tighter as their albums go on. But this one is just like for for being such an unpolished album and their first album. That's what kind of gives it its charm. Everyone's just kind of working out the kinks. Everyone's getting in the groove. Everyone's feeling each other out. And mm. it's very raw. And it's just heavily layered beats over just these crazy deep lyrics. It's true. The only the only thing that kind of turns me off, I mean, I love the record, but what kind of turns me off is sometimes they kind of, when they're rapping, they kind of lose time. They oh, kind of go dude. off time a little bit. They have no idea what they're doing sometimes. <laughs> and and they don't really understand what they're saying half the time because <laughs> they try and fit so much into like one bar that it doesn't yeah. really work sometimes. No. But, but like, again, I think that's what... That's its charm. Yeah, like the, that kind of rushed attitude, that rushed mindset. Like, hey, I have something to say and no matter what, I'm going to get it in. Yeah. And that, that kind of naivete is what I love about this album. It's a great, it's a great album. Fantastic. I almost bought it too. From the that website, I've never seen it in the wild. Not that it's it's rare or anything. I've never seen it in the wild. I've only seen it online, and online it's always gone for like thirty bucks. But I got it for like twenty mm-hmm. with shipping, and it's this cool red translucent color. So, <sighs> fuck, I want to go buy it too. Pretty stoked. Pretty stoked. I really want to go buy it. You should uh, you should just do it um, if it's still on there. But I'll probably buy that into the five boroughs. Dude, that record is so good. Speaking of the Beastie Boys, I don't normally participate in Record Store Day. I just, yeah, the whole concept of Record Store Day, I just don't like. And the more it happens, the more I dislike it. Um, but I did pick up some old bullshit by the Beastie Boys. It is their comp. It is all of their, uh, pretty much anything they did prior to License to Ill. All of their punk stuff, all of their hardcore stuff, all put onto one, one nice uh, little album. And it's beautiful, white colored. Love oh, the color. So I think white so colored pretty. vinyl is just is just is just the best. I think I it know. looks so great. Uh, that and the the like a bright pink, like the Run the Jewels RTJ four. Yeah, yes, Man, two perfect colors right there. But it's funny because I, I was telling you that I used to have this CD, and that I got the CD after I had bought Hello Nasty, or my aunt bought me Hello Nasty. My mom was pissed about it, so I wanted another Beastie Boys album, and I thought this was licensed to ill. For whatever reason, I don't know why. I you didn't look at any of the tracks. You just well, dude, I was like fucking eleven or whatever. I don't know. And so I bought this, and it was it was all like hardcore and punk music, and I was just so like, what the fuck is this? I think I ended up giving it to my friend or something because I had no idea what happened to it, but I was severely disappointed. But it was kind of just funny. <laughs> it's I mean, it is wildly different, wildly different from it from their other stuff. It's kind of it's cool, man. It's cool, like in my collection, because because I separate everything by genre. I did mm-hmm. put this with the Beastie Boys, like obviously, why would you not? Yeah. But now I have this like weird punk stuff in my hip hop section, but I like it. I dig it. Yeah, I have I have my two non hip hop Beastie Boys within my within the hip hop section too. You got it. Kind of cool. Kind of cool, yeah, man. I like it. I love it. Um. No. <laughs> and you did actually listen to it. You did. Yeah. You did? Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yep. All right. What else you got? Um, kind of going a little more into the rock, actually very much into the rock, but a couple bluesier rock stuff. George Thorogood, 
his mm-hmm. third album with the destroyers better than the rest this is um this was weird. The more I read about it, I didn't quite understand what was going on. But this is their third album that was released. It was recorded in 1974, but released in 1979. And I think what happened was, because they were still unknown, and their first two albums did pretty good, I think this was supposed to be like their first album or their mm-hmm. second album, maybe, and the record label wouldn't put it out because they just didn't know who the fuck these guys were. And so they saved it for like that five-year period, and it was shelved. And then they finally came out. It's just a bunch of covers, really. It's just old blues and rock and roll covers. And... Meow! Oh, you heard that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think the mic would pick it up. <laughs> that was good. Fucking <laughs> uh, dumb cat. Dude, George Thorogood and the Destroyers, they are so goddamn good. I don't think I've ever heard any George Thorogood. I'm going to put them on on the list of to-do albums, like the little subtraction list that we have now, behind-the-scenes talk. Okay. I'm going to put them on the list because I just... Dude, there's three guys, and they make so much fucking noise, and they See, rock I, so hard. We, you know, when, when there's a band that uses, like, one person's name, I'm always, like, hesitant because I always think it's just going to be, like, almost singer-songwriter stuff or just kind of, like, lame I guess. But it's but, and the destroyers. I know it's and the destroyers, but still. But and don't still. forget that when you if, if it's just one one person, right? Like I get it, you know, like Tom Petty, but then he had the Heartbreakers. George Thurgood, he's got the Destroyers. And if you're gonna have any band back you up and then name that band, the Destroyers <laughs> is pretty cool. It is a pretty cool name. It really is. And they destroy. Yeah, I'm, I got I'm that one. I got I'm that interested. one for free, so that was a good one. Of course, must, must be nice. Got to throw that nice. out there. Uh, the Rolling Stones, Tattoo You. This is their sixteenth album from 1981. Fuck. This peaked at number one and was actually the last of theirs to do so, and it cut like a ten-year period of all number one records. This was like the last one that did it, and this was more of just. I think it was like a bunch of just B-sides and outtakes and other songs that just didn't make the cut from the previous two or three albums. This one has Start Me Up on it. Uh, okay. Arguably that was one of their most famous that songs. Late in their career? Yeah. I didn't realize that song was in the 80s. Yeah, 1981. Was... Dude, the, Ro- wow. <laughs> the Rolling Stones got so bad in the 80s. Like, I can't terrible. believe you listen to that much Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones in the I 70s? I think most bands... Pretty good. I think this album but is absolutely fantastic. If you think about it, like most bands that started in the sixties or early seventies never sound good through the eighties. It's because the eighties was just such a weird time for music, especially like the late seventies going into the eighties too. It was just such yeah. a weird time for music. And there were so many changes and with so much pressure to kind of be innovative and to do something <laughs> different. <laughs> And to fucking be, leave me alone. And to be different. Like Grand Funk, for instance. Like Grand Funk was supposed to kill like disco, but they, they ended up kind of not rocking as hard as they used to. And and even like the Stones, the Stones got more pop here in the mm-hmm. late 70s into the early 80s and then very much into the 80s and to what they became as lame, I guess. But no, I I, I agree. <laughs> Whatever your statement was, I agree. My statement was most bands don't, sound good during the 80s unless they started in the 80s fun fact about this album the title was supposed to just be called tattoo 
and it kind of caused some controversy internally. Jagger says that it was just supposed to be tattooed, and he has no idea how the U got involved. But Keith Richards thought that Jagger changed it behind his back, and they were really mad at each other. Oh, my God. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so I mean, both titles are really dumb. So but that was fun. The, the cover is pretty ugly, too. It's solid red background with a woman's like face and then her shoulders covered in tattoos. I gotta see this. Hold it's on. just, it's just not, it's just not an attractive cover, <laughs> and it's very dark. And like the complexion, because of all of her tattoos, is very dark, and so everything's kind of muddled and strewn oh. together. Yeah. yeah, I see what you mean. I think it's weak. That's stupid. Yeah, yeah, that's a dumb album cover. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. Okay. Uh, well, I also don't really like Rolling Stones that much, but that's true. You need to listen to more Rolling Stones. What? I'm telling you, man, they're not, they're not, I they're do. not as bad as you think they are. I know. I, I I've given them very little chance, but I don't know. They're okay. You love Paint It Black. Do you think that's a phenomenal song? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That is. It is. Okay. But then, see, I don't really like Start Me Up, but I also thought that was like from the early seventies, not knowing it was the last of their okay stuff. I guess. All right. I don't know. Maybe I would like their earlier stuff. Who knows? Who fucking knows? I also listened to, I got that one for free too. Um, I also listened to a Bob Dylan album that I, that I was rummaging through my, my backlog and I found a Bob Dylan album that I, I guess I didn't even realize I had. So I've been sleeping on that one. No, no. Why would I ever do that? This this album was phenomenal. Desire, (laughs) his 17th album. Oh, my God. From 1976. And you bitch about Omar having a bunch of records. But Bob Dylan does it over and over and over again, and it's all fucking good. It's all good. Some of it's great, but it's all good. I don't think so. Dude, like, so it's like eleven songs, five or ten or eleven songs. All of, almost all of them are over five minutes. There's one eleven minute song, one eight minute mm-hmm. song, and he is just. If if you approach Bob Dylan as a great storyteller, who mm-hmm. can also kind of hold a tune and play decent guitar, that's what he does best. He's a phenomenal storyteller, and he tells these stories, and and he he puts these these like images in your head from the stories that he's telling it. He's just, he's unbelievable. It's like sitting at a campfire with somebody who's really good at what they do. Love I mean, it. I'll take your word for it. And one day we'll do a Bob Dylan record. I'm sure we will. We've talked about doing it in the past, Yeah. but I think you're just afraid of me pooping on it. Yeah. And I don't want to listen to 35,000 albums either. Well, we wouldn't listen to all of them. <laughs> like we didn't listen to all the Chuck Berry records. That's true. Cause that's just silly. That is. That is. Get the bulk of it, but that's about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. What else you got? Well, let's. Uh, let me get into my hard rock, and then I'll end it with the metal. Oof. Okay, you're a metalman now. There's a lot of metal going in here. So this this band was kind of like on the edge of the metal and the hard rock, but it was it was one of those bands that came with like the new wave of British metal, um, in the late '70s. Split Beaver. Their album, When Hell Won't Have You. Yeah, very ugly album cover. <laughs> it's really ugly. <laughs> it is just a horrible album cover. <laughs> it's Was this, so fucking ugly. Did I put one of these songs on the list? Did you listen to all yeah, four of those songs? Yeah, I listened to all four of them. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I put this one on. They're going straight. I think this is their only album. I couldn't find a lot of info on them. 
but uh, yeah, like I said, mm-hmm. this is a band coming out of the, the the British metal era in the late seventies and into the mid eighties. Uh, what do you think? You like it? Split. It was cool, but it was more like blues rock, or like blues metal, or something like that. It was, it was cool, but it wasn't what I was expecting. It was less metal than I thought. Yeah, like the whole album. Solid, the whole album was more hard rock than it was like metal. There were a couple things here and there, yeah. and just from like the little things that I read online about them, that was kind of their demise. Was trying to incorporate too many things, too many genres into one trying to do the blues thing, trying to do the hard rock, trying to do the metal. And it just didn't really work out for them, I guess. Coupled with a terrible only one record. Cover. To, and you said there was only one record, right? I mean, that's all that I saw. Yeah. Or all that was on Spotify at least. And, and like discogs and stuff. Oh, okay. How I did mean, you get this one? Oh, this is in that big bundle, right? Yeah. This was just that in big a metal big bundle. Yeah. Big metal bundle. So I, pretty much, Aside from from two of these, which you can clearly tell which ones, I got all these for free. So yeah, uh, you got kind of lucky though with some of these because some of these I would like to have on vinyl. Pretty sick. So not not the Split Beaver one though. Let me also just preface this by saying the reason why these were all so cheap was because their covers are pretty fucked. Okay. The records were all totally fine. Some of them I cleaned up and they play absolutely perfect. Very little surface noise. Mm-hmm. But as I get into a little, actually in a couple. The, the the covers are bad. Very rough shape. That next, sucks. Next one is Nantucket. This is more like a southern rock band, but has a lot of like hard rock elements from, from Jacksonville. This album is called Long Way to the Top, mm-hmm. released in 1980. It's kind of a tribute album to Bon Scott, who died before this album was released. Mm-hmm. And the first track on this is a cover of ACDC's It's a Long Way to the Top. Kind of a boring album, though. wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't very really fun. It was it was all right. That's probably why they would never like they're not really well known. And and the and the cover is just this giant like lobster or crawfish or something. I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> ugly. <laughs> Another hard rock band, metal ish kind of stuff. Triumph. You heard Triumph? I've heard of them and I've seen their records on the wild, but I've never listened to their music. I feel like I said that word triumph. Triumph? No, you didn't I, say a word. Am I hitting oh, the F too hard? Triumph? Triumph? No, no. It, I Triumph. think it, well, that that was a little hard. Triumph. That was a little hard. It's like I'm a Triumph. beatbox after or something. Triumph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this like I said, a cool rock band from late seventies to eighties. I didn't say that actually. This was you their but that's this okay. was their second album, nineteen seventy nine. <laughs> so this is this one's fun because I think I put one of these songs in there too, didn't I? No, no you did didn't not. put a Triumph song. No. Uh, I feel like I'm saying Triumph weird now. See, it's one of those words that you, the more you say it, the weirder it gets. Yeah, like triumph. Kyle. Kyle. I just feel like I'm hitting the F too hard. It's triumph. Yeah, I feel like triumph. I feel that way too. That's a weird word. Triumph. We got to make a list of words now. List of terrible words weird. to say more than three times in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this album's funny because, or my album is funny because the it's a gatefold, and apparently there's a board game. That was created by the bass player, and it's mm-hmm. this really cool, like intricate board game, and it's very like interactive, and you can actually play it. But it is completely unwinnable, supposedly. But what? my copy is like fucking glued shut, so I can't even open it oh, to see what no. the board game looks like. That sucks. <laughs> but that's you know that's the gamble you take when when you buy these lots. And, and why like would it I be said, glued this, shut? I don't know. There's some schmegma in there. That is com- that is just fucking murdering it shut. Like it is, it is no in no way opening. 
Wow, that's weird. That's it. Sounds disgusting. Yeah, I don't even try to do this stuff. I just clean the copy and then throw it in a sleeve. <laughs> but it was, it was uh-huh. worth free, you know. Uh, but the band, but the music was good, right? Um, no? I mean, it wasn't like enough for me to search for more triumph. But mm-hmm. if I see more triumph. triumph, I'll definitely buy more triumph. If triumph <laughs> is cheap enough. Yes. Okay. Um. What what it, what style or like what what does it sound like? What other bands would you compare it to? I mean, I, this is my first kind of uh, what do you call it? Like my first foyer? Is that even a thing? Like my first yeah, the, uh, venture into the metal realm? Or this? Yeah, I guess metal in general. Because you never you never got into metal. Like eighties metal, I kind of shy away from, but I can I can find my way around if I need to. Yeah, metal's just been the band or the 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 genre that I've never really gotten into, aside from a, a couple new metal stuffs like Corn and yeah, definitely Corn. But other than that, like I've never really. I mean, now that we're collecting the vinyls, I'm I'm more into metal, and then now this whole '80s metal thing is really really got me going. Like I like it. I like a lot of the stuff. But Triumph is, is more like more not not as good, not as good. It's not as good as Van Halen, but it kind of <laughs> reminds me of like a not as good Van Halen. Uh, that, but see, that just sounds boring because like I know, but Van that's Halen's so good. That's the best of the best, though. Like not everyone can be fucking Van Halen. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. whatever, dude. Next, uh, so so this is the, this next stuff is like actual in, in my category of metal. So the first the first two that I paid for, I'll, I'll throw these out there: Rage Against the Machine. I mm-hmm. bought online and it came and I listened to it and it's uh it's it's good. The self entitled? Right? Yeah, they're self entitled, their best album. Radom. Radom. So Radom. I had a I had a good time listening to it. It was really fun. I listened to it twice in a row. Just put it right oh, back on. How did Township Rebellion sound with that that funky that funky bass line and ah oh, it's well it's not really funky. Bam, bass line, bam, 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 bam. Fuck, that song. So that's the best song on the record. Oh, "Bullet in the Head" is the best song on the record. Well, it's not. Oh, how did "Bullet in Bullet in Bullet"? Oh, how dude, I was did <laughs> that "Bullet in the Head" was the reason why I listened to it again. Because the first time I was like, uh, you know what, I'm mocking it. I'm mocking it. Air drum. I'm just gonna sit mm-hmm. here and listen and take it in. But halfway through, like the ending part, I said fuck it, and then I started air drumming. <laughs> so then I had to play it again so I could air drum the whole thing. <laughs> oh my god! But that end part though, where, you know, where it's just like. It's screaming away. It's just like going, just like super fast, and just that bass is so loud in the mix. Oh, it's so good! And then it ends on that bass note. Do, 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 Fuck, do, it's so good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. But even like bomb track, it sounded good, and and I don't know, it was it was fine. It was a little quiet. Oh, it's, it was. Is it double LP? No, no. Oh. It was. It was yeah. a little quiet. Um, not as quiet as the Wu Tang was. Yeah, that one's like crazy quiet. It's weird. That ha- dude, that has to be from the compression. Then, like, that's, yeah, we my, figured it out. My my Weezer Blue album is also kind of quiet too, and I I think it's due to the fact that I paid like thirteen dollars for it, brand new. It was one on on Amazon, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like one of the early records too. I got. Yeah, it's pretty quiet. Yeah, I still, don't know. it's good. It, it sounds fine. Just turn it up a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's too loud. Turn it down anyway. Yeah, there you go. Um, I also listened to Long Live by Atreyu. I got oh. that one for way cheap, so I put that one on, and dude, that one sounds great. It like, does, right? Everything is so crisp. It is a loud record, 
everything sounds fantastic. Yeah, I know. I, I I think it's a really underrated record. It's really I feel like it's aged very well for the band. Because at first I didn't I wasn't super into it, but over the years, man, it's just it's solid. I had there's to go, like one bad song, but other than that, it's good. I had to go back and listen to our rankings because I thought, like, dude, Long Live is really fucking good. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder how I rank this compared to to everything else. Because I thought that besides like butt kisses, like what else could be better than this one? But I did rank this three, and then I put the curses two, and then butt kisses yeah. as one. So I was I was happy with that. Plus for nine bucks, uh, what are you gonna do? No, I, I it was it's a screaming deal, absolutely screaming deal. Fucking steal. And I got my and then I so I I have it too, and then I have the seven inch the uh, of the so others may live and when the day is done. The B sides from that record, I have that in the same sleeve as the. Uh, Long live. So that's good. Ooh. I know. It's so fa- I feel so fancy. Little, that is it. fancy. I was just going to say that. It's fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Because, I mean, I don't have little sleeves for seven inches, so I just threw it in the sleeve with uh, long live. Makes sense. Yeah, this makes sense. That makes sense. <sighs> so you got that. So now you have two Atreyu records. You're like, you're almost a true Atreyu man. See, my metal collection, my, my metal section is growing, like, by the week. and Fast. And it's weird. See, I got to... Oh, no. What were you gonna? What were you gonna say? I was just gonna like it's weird because, like I don't know. When I think of metal, I think of like Slayer and Iron Maiden. Like that's the metal I think of. When yeah. I look at my metal section, maybe I'm just like stretching it, but you know, it's got like Sabbath in there, and then Poison is in there. So it's not. It's still metal like, in the metal realm, but it's not yeah. what I would have thought would be in my metal section going into this collection. Mm. Well, see, that's what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask one thing. I was going to ask you was, do you put Black Sabbath in metal, or do you put Black Sabbath in classic rock? Well, for one, that's I don't have one. a classic rock. I have hard rock. Oh, that's right. I that's got right. blues rock. I got psychedelic that's rock. Right. I got folk. But yeah, I I definitely put Black Sabbath in the metal genre, just because like everybody says like this is this is it. This is one of the beginners of metal. They everything are the godfathers. Has, everything has derived from this. So it's just, I don't know, how can I not put it in there? Yeah, that's that's my viewpoint on that as well. They are the godfathers of metal. Every metal band has taken from Black Sabbath. But then without like, a doubt. I'm also I'm also torn because like Thrash, I don't have a lot of it, but I, I got like three or four. So I keep it in the punk right now because No. I don't You should I, keep that in the metal. Because it's thrash metal. It's not thrash punk. Yeah, but like the suicidal album is closer to punk than it is like any metal I have in there. True. But, Just, but like, I would put suicidal. I, guess, I don't know. I'd put suicidal in punk, but you know, overall thrash metal belongs in metal, unless you have a a thrash section. But that definitely belongs in metal. You gotta you gotta rethink these things. It's and a, reorganize. It's an ever-evolving organizational system. I'm going to, I think, even though I just organized everything yesterday, I think I'm going to reorganize it and I'm going to split up the metal. I'm going to put metal in its own category. Because mm-hmm. right now it's just metal, punk, and alternative rock. All in one section. Ew. So, uh, yeah, I'm thinking of splitting it. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I also feel bad because my alt-rock section is just kind of like where I put like the rejects. Miss- Not to say that the rejects are bad. It's just... Like, where the fuck do I put you? I don't know. You go all rock. <laughs> like, so right now I have Incubus and then the Strokes and then Nirvana all in the same alt rock. And like on the surface, okay, whatever. Yeah. That's fine. 
But then you think like how different those bands are from each other and then how encompassing oh, all rock can be. It's just, I don't know. It's, it just seems lazy on my part and it bothers me. I get me. it. No, I, I totally get it. Especially considering Incubus started out as like a new metal band or a funk metal band, really. So it's, they're, they're, hard, they're a hard one to categorize. I, I, I mainly do it, I mainly categorize a band or an artist based on like two things. One is what they are, what are they known for? Like what is, what makes them them? And then, and two is if I only like one album, then what does that one sound like? Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to, to go about it. Cause I mean, ultimately this is just like where I'm going to find genres that I want to listen to for the day. So. Yeah. And that's really all that matters. Honestly. Yeah. Nobody else is really looking through your collection. No. And if they do, it's very brief. I don't even so. like people looking through my collection. They get their nasty I don't even think you, all over I don't even thing. think you like me looking through your collection. I, you know, it's it's fine. Like a one it's it's a one time privilege <laughs> to go through your records, to go sifting through your records. Yeah, yeah, thirty seconds. Pete's dude's got thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right. So what wait, what what song were we talking about? Um, oh, we're talking about a tray you. Yeah, Trey. Trey that was what we were talking about. So that was a good album. I'm happy with that. All right. What else? Uh, some more in the in the metal realm, but Apple Maggot Quarantine area. Their album Mutant Cats from Hell. Oh, you told me about this band. Yeah, yeah, this was this was cool. This was like thrash metal. A lot of the songs were one and a half minutes or less. A lot of songs on this. I think this is their only album too. On on Discogs, it just has this one from 1988, and it's mm-hmm. just. Dude, it's just fun. Like it's like how suicidal. I only have the one album by Suicidal, and I haven't listened to a lot of Suicidal. But Suicidal's fun. Like they're just a fun band, and you can tell that era of music was fucking fun. And going to shows in that era would, would have been so rad. Yeah, really, so, really intense. And that's what this is. It's just it's just fun, good stuff. Okay, you said that the that one is it's hard to come by, right? It's hard to find. No, I mean, I, I don't know. I saw it at Zia Record. The only reason why I, I picked it up was because of the name. Like, I recognized the Apple Maggot quarantine area, like the real one. There's an actual, I don't know if it still exists, but there was, there was an actual, like, quarantine zone in Washington that stretched, like, a lot of miles. I don't know how many miles, a lot of miles. And it was to help protect, like, Washington apples because there was this this fly or maggot thing that was was brought in there that was an invasive species and almost wiped out their production of apples and like apples is like washington's main export that's what yeah. makes them money and so they have an actual zone that you can't really you're not even supposed to like stop and you can't like transport anything you can't take anything from the zone you can't bring anything into the zone so it's like an actual quarantine zone in washington and so weird yeah, that's that's why I I don't I don't know where I heard that either, but that's how I recognized the band. I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. They named their thing after something totally unknown, kind of unimportant to the mass, but also very important. <laughs> yes, very true. It's very very important. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. That's what else did I put on my list for you to listen to here? Let's see. Okay, docking and excited. Let's let's get into docking here. Docking. Let's get into docking. Docking. Yeah, Dawkins. Dawkins, Dawkins is one of those bands, right? That you know you've heard people talk about, and you've seen their covers, and then you've. But I, I've never yeah. listened to them. I just never cared because they look stupid and look like any other '80s band. <laughs> but uh, it was pretty cool. I dug it. It was. It was pretty. I mean, I've heard them before, mainly because of. Uh, I'll, I'll call her friend of the pod, Jessica. Remember Jessica? Yeah. Her dad. He he 
he's a makeup artist and he also makes guitars. And uh, he was in the eighties. He was really good friends with Don Dokken or not Don or George Lynch. I'm sorry, the guitarist George Lynch. And he made him. He made uh, George Lynch a bunch of uh, custom made guitars, like Ew. signature guitars. Yeah. So going over to Jessica's house, he would listen to Dokken and stuff like that. And he would always talk about George Lynch and Great White because he made guitars for Great White and a bunch of other bands too. But George Lynch was like his big, the big one. You know, the one that he. That that you know that 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 yellow and black guitar that George Lynch pl- that George Lynch plays. Um, that, sure, I'm, you would know it if you saw it. That's that's his. That was Jessica's dad who created that guitar. Oh and yeah, then, that like and, almost tiger striped thing. Yeah, that one. And then if you look up George Lynch skull guitar, that one was also created by Jessica's dad, and he has like several of them at the, at his house too. Like he has, I think he has the the flame. <laughs> It's pretty ugly, but it was yeah, a signature. I was signature. Say, that's, yeah. that school guitar looks terrible, but I've never <laughs> but seen it, anything like it. It was all handmade, like you know. And apparently, like somebody in Hong Kong, like some company in Hong Kong, ripped him, ripped Jessica's dad off, and they ended up like making a shit ton of them. And it kind of like it fucked her dad over like pretty hard when that happened back in the eighties. Yeah, Dang. it's crazy. Like all the stories he has about eighties hair metal and stuff, because he was in that scene. That's cool, but yeah. So I, I don't know. That was my little anecdote, I guess. No, but put him in there, baby. Put him in there. Yeah, but, yeah, but no, th- this this Dawkins song was was rad. I liked it. This was like good enough for me to now search for Dawkins. I, I'm interested. I like listening to these songs. I feel like I want to get more into '80s metal, even though I've always, for the most part, despised it or strongly disliked it. I just, I, I but think, I don't know. I think there's like a difference though, because Poison really surprised me. Poison. I thought was going to be like what I hate about eighties metal. And that's the glam metal aspect of it. The yeah. poison had just enough of it in there. Just enough of those kind of like obnoxious flamboyant lyrics and, and, and showmanship with, you know, solos, but they're not like winking. They're still good and, and thought out. They're not just there for the sake of having a solo. So poison, yeah. poison surprised me. So I, I will probably get more into the metal scene and not be so scared of the glam stuff. Do you have any Motley Crue? No. They were a big one that surprised me too, especially with that song Kickstart My Heart. I, I think we played it on the pod once. Sounds familiar. That one was really good. Yeah, that one was really... Oh, you know what it was? You and I, me, you, Mike, and Tammy, we went to watch the soccer game. Remember that? And then... On the way back to your house or somebody's house, I put on Kickstart My Heart because it was going to be on the pod, and and you were I you told me that you secretly wanted or you really wanted to hate it, but secretly you really 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 liked it, and it made you really mad that you liked Motley Crue, and then also I brought a good recommendation to the pod. That's probably so one of your first, me. if your first and probably your last, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, like like Motley Crue, man, I don't I don't. And Poison, too, like Brett Michaels and Vince Neil, like these guys are just so lame. They really so are. They're lame. So lame. But the music's not bad. <laughs> and I, I had a good time listening to Poison. So uh, I hate I hate to like, I don't know. I don't, see, I don't even know why I hate glam metal. I think it's just the image preceded its its tone and its mm-hmm. its music. And like that sucks because that shouldn't really happen ever. But it did. And. It got to me. Yeah, kind of like Kiss, you know. 
the little bit of Kiss I've heard early Kiss was pretty damn good, and you would agree too. But uh, it's their yeah. makeup and everything. It's all right. <laughs> that live album right. is phenomenal, but I don't know. Yeah, outside right. of that, no. All okay. right, so last right. two, last two, last, last two. two, second to last, last. Exciter, Long Live the Loud, our third album from 1985, Canadian, a All speed right. metal. Yes. What do you think? That was, that was solid. It was <laughs> solid. The, the vocals were very Dio, very, very Ronnie Dio, but it was, uh, it was good, man. I, I totally dug it. I want to listen. I, I want to go back and listen to that entire record. Yeah. It was cool, man. And the cover Very. is so fucking metal too. It's so <laughs> cheesy. Oh, I love it. It's like um like uh like Dungeons and Dragons or something or or, <laughs> or I don't know, some goofy video game type thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, yeah. it was it was it was really good. The entire album is really fucking good. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. So check that out. I still can't believe you got so many of these metal records. These aren't even all of them. I still have like ten more. Ay ay. I mean, it's good. I mean, you're you're getting into it, so and you're enjoying free. it. So this one was free too. These are all free. Yeah, can't turn that, can't turn it down. A, you can't turn down a free record. Free is Fuck. for me. <sighs> all right, all right. My la- the last yes. one here, which is my pick of the week, came comes came from came from came from Rat, the band Rat R A Double T, a band that I have never got into because of the people that listen to Rat. I see them. I hear them talk. And I just say, nah, what? I'm good. <laughs> Who do you know that listens to Rat? Oh, man. <laughs> I didn't want to say. Who? I want to know. No, because, well, I've already been it him? to win it. No. But he's a really nice guy, and he's in a band, and they play music. Actually, no, who cares? Well, yeah, if they're in a band, they play music, of course. Yeah, who cares? Because... Rat was really good, but yeah, he's in a band, and 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 we used to argue all the time about like Star Wars and other things, and comics and Fuck superhero movies. And I used to work with the Dave and Buster's. Uh, okay, but he used to talk about Rat like they're like the greatest thing ever, and I think like in passing, I probably heard something by them, and just thought like, wow, this is fucking lame, dude. And then it's coming from this era of music, just yeah. all these things without actually listening to the music. I made this this entire judgment that I will not like this. And yeah. so when I, mean, I, you do that a lot. I mean, I mean Misfits, Metallica. I, I'm not. I'm not just going to. I can't listen to everything. I just can't. Well, you can. It, no, you can't. It's, it's 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 physically impossible with the amount of new music that comes out daily. It is impossible to listen to everything. You're always behind. So, the no. second best thing I can do is just take in all forms of media on said artist, and that's what happened with okay. Rat. So. A band that I thought was lame, I listened to. This is not even like an album. This is their EP, their first official mm-hmm. record. Um, 1983. These guys are from San Diego. I didn't know that. Yeah. But, hmm. uh, dude, this thing ripped. It was so fucking good. This was, this like okay. blew my mind. I thought this was amazing. All right. Should I play it? Yeah. Okay. So here's the song Sweet Cheater from Rhett. Sweet 
It was a bit of a sweet cheater from Rat. That's good, man. It's solid stuff. I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty damn good. This was uh, this was actually like the start. I put this on to start this like '80s thing, this metal mm. thing that I was going to do, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna finally listen to this band that this other dude's been telling me to listen to for years, and see what it sounds like. That's good. Yeah, that's it's it. solid, man. I, I, I now I want to get more into Dokken, Rat, Exciter. I want to do it, man. Yeah. I mean, one day we're probably gonna have to do an '80s hair metal, glam metal pun. I don't know. Yeah, I, Poison or Motley Crue would probably be the most fun because I feel like they visually embody what I hate about '80s metal. But musically, at least Poison for now, I think is fantastic. Okay, so we talked about Jeff's stuffs that he got in his pick of the week. So let's move on to me, uh, Tyler. That's my name. And um, what the fuck are you laughing about? You already introduced Jesus yourself Christ. in the beginning of the episode, and you did it again. Right. I gotta, do, I gotta always do it. I gotta let people know who I am, just in case they forget. Anyway, uh, I'll start out with some jazz stuffs. I got, I got uh, Miles Davis's uh, "Bitches Brew." Finally got that one. It was really cheap. I never find it for like $20 like I did on online. Uh, so I'm stoked about that. It's always like at least 35 and up, you know, even for a new copy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's fantastic. It's a long ass fucking record and it's, it's wild, man. It's, it's a wild record. He's all over the place, like different, like jumping genres almost. He's, it's a great record. I love it. I'm so happy with it. And it's also, you know, arguably the greatest jazz record ever made, right? Can't deny that. I mean, I don't know fucking, what the fuck do I know? I don't know. I just know that people, people that know more than me about jazz say mm. that Kind of Blue by Miles Davis is like the greatest. But again, fuck do I know? I don't know anything. Well, we're slowly becoming jazzmen, so we'll get there. We'll get there someday. So yes, I picked that one up. Uh, it's double LP, obviously, because it's so fucking long, and it sounds great. So, got that one. Uh, this other one, I got. I finally just bought it on Discogs because I've never found out found it out in the wild, and it was super cheap. But it's a uh, Johnny Smith with Stan, the Johnny Smith Quintet with Stan Getz. Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith is a guitarist. Dude, I can't even fucking cannot speak. speak. Whew. Johnny Smith is a guitar player, jazz guitar player. And uh, this album is called Moonlight in Vermont. I don't. <coughs> Jesus, what is going on, dude? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I found out about this record, but I think I. The only thing was the only. The only reason why I found it was because of the, <laughs> fucking dude. I can't even speak. What is wrong with me? <laughs> okay, I'm good. I'm good. Let's just say, okay, I got Moonlight in Vermont from the Johnny Smith Quintet with Stan Getz. Uh, it's really, really good. It's it's kind of like, um, it almost sounds like kind of amateurish, but it kind of has this this cool charm to it. And it's just a very relaxing jazz record. It, they don't go all crazy or anything like that. It's just very smooth, for lack of a better word. And uh, it, it's just really, really good. I, I love this record and I don't care. I don't care. And you love Stan Getz, so you should um, you should get it. It doesn't seem like it's not like a sought after jazz record from what everything I've read, and that's why it's so cheap. 
because it's just nobody really cares about it, I guess. I, I mean, I don't. He Stan Getz made a lot of music. I've yeah. never heard of this until you brought it up. This was before Getz got into the Bossa Nova stuff, so it would be interesting yeah. to hear how he plays with a guitar if they like go it's, back and forth or if they kind of like harmonize they do with each sometimes, other. Sometimes, but they kind of they let each other kind of do their thing. But Stan Getz doesn't go all he doesn't go all crazy. Like I said, it's a pretty subdued record it's just very kind of like nice to listen to at night and when you're just kind of relaxing not really doing much it's it's a great, <laughs> it's a great record i think it's really great so i got that one moonlight in vermont and then these this this other one came from you uh you Jesus. told you you demanded that i listen to it today before the pod and i did oh damn it and it's the allman brothers band it's the um we're, we're, we're getting out of the jazz we're getting more into like rock stuff uh, but yeah, the Almond Brothers band, the at the the live at the Fillmore East, this <laughs> double LP, this fucking long ass record, twenty minute song, it's uh damn dude, it's fucking killer. I was, I was Ooh. shocked. Ooh. Honestly, I was shocked, man. It was so Ooh. good. Except I got really mad because the, I don't know if your records like this, but it's one of those stupid records where on there's side one and then on the other side is side three, and then on the other record is side two and then side four. Or something like that. It was something yeah. weird like that. So I, I listened to I, it out of sequence. And I got really mad. Oh, well, that's, After, when, that's when I not, realized, I got really, really fucking mad. I almost didn't listen to the second LP because I was so mad. That's just, I mean... Because I don't know why they do that. That was dumb that you did that. But yeah, no, I think it's side one and four and then two and three. And and somebody had, had said somewhere that yeah, the reason why they do that is because jukebox players would they have like these jukebox plays that would flip it automatically and they would like, they would grab one of the records mm-hmm. side one, let's say flip it. The other arm of the jukebox would bring in side two and then it would hold on to the first side. You know what I mean? That way it can just flip it. Like, I don't know. It was, it was something yeah, like that, but I still think it's stupid. I don't like it. It's very dumb because honestly, more people are going to be listening to it at the time. They would have been listening to it at their home and not on a jukebox. I mean, who's going to listen to it? Besides us at a bar, who's going to listen to a fucking 20-minute song, <laughs> you know, when you're in public? Yeah, that's it's not going to happen. It's like an hour and a half, almost an hour and a half, this fucking album, too. <sighs> it was good, though. It was really, really, really solid. I enjoyed it. Yes. I'm, I want I, I need to clean it, though, because the first side, every time it goes around, it, it'll hit like a, hit a piece of static or it'll make like some surface noise, like extra loud. Not extra loud, but just louder. And so I need to do that, and then it, on the set, on the B side, or on the uh, technically the fourth side, it uh, it skips. But if you just hit the needle a little bit, it's good. You're good to well, go. Well, I shouldn't but, be doing that. Yeah, so, I just need yeah, to clean it. You probably should clean that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I will. God, it's such yeah, a good I'll fucking album though. It. Like it is unbelievably good. I think the Almond Brothers they rip it up. They are crazy good. They are better than I ever expected them to be, and I've always known that they were good. But they're better. It was. It's another one. Of, it's another one of those examples where you don't really want to give them a chance because they have like a a name within the name, Almond Almond Brothers. So it's like, oh, it's probably gonna be like some boring. I don't know, fucking Hanson stuff or something. I don't know. But no, nah, dude, it's it's great. They, I mean, the guitar playing was just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Dude, I'm, so that was really good. Dwayne Allman, there, the the one that died, he mm-hmm. he was like the lead guitarist, but he kind of shared it with Dickie Betts, and Dickie Betts 
was kind of, I don't want to say better, but a little more nuanced than Dwayne was. And some of their biggest hits were written by Dickie Betts, like the song Jessica. I think that was in. Oh, that's a great song. That was in uh, Rock. No. What's that fucking? Guitar Hero. That song was in Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. And that was written by Dickie Betts. But the way Dwayne and, and Dickie Betts can play off each other and just like lead each other to places that each one wants to go to and then kind of find its way back into the the context of the song, I think is I think is unbelievable. I, I, I'm with you, man. I, I need to listen to it more to pick up on the nuances and, and that kind of stuff. But that that initial listen through was was really, really good. I'm very happy with it. I was so surprised. So that was good. That was a good recommendation coming from you. So thank you. Thank you for that one. Boy. Okay, moving on. Some more rock. We got some punk here, uh, but we already kind of talked about it. It's the Beastie Boys. I got the uh, the some oh my, the some What's old bullshit, on? dude. I don't even know tonight, but it, yes, I got some old bullshit, and um, we already talked about it, so it's great. White vinyl, good stuffs, and <clears throat> this other one here, this next one, almost done, <laughs> uh, is a bootleg. I did get another bootleg, and uh, it's the Mars Volta. Is is it Deloust or is it Deloust? How do you pronounce that? I've never really known how to pronounce that. I've always just said Deloust. That's what I've said too, but I don't know. I always feel like I'm saying it wrong. Well, because but yes, I got it's a, what? This, it's an actual word though, like the louse, right? It's like a tick, and when you de-louse somebody, I think it's called yeah, louse. That's true. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know. I just I always feel weird saying it. Deloust, but Deloust. So I got Deloust in the comatorium. And um, it is a bootleg, like I said. Got it from Lunchbox Records in North Carolina. Shipped it over to me. Uh, I'm not going to buy the buy an official pressing because it is so fucking expensive. The cheapest one on eBay right now is like $350. Oh, my God. So I will not be buying that. So, yes, I got this one instead. It's a gold variant. It's uh, This one is actually better looking than the Francis bootleg I got from the same place. Because it opens, it's a gatefold like the Francis one is, but the quality and pictures are a little bit better than how it is uh, pixelated. Also, they have inner sleeve, like special inner sleeves. So they're like, the, the art, they actually use like the artwork inner sleeves from the originals in this bootleg, which Francis didn't do. Francis just came in like a, a generic white paper inner sleeve, but this one was Damn. the art. So yeah, no, it, it's, it's pretty intricate. More so, way more so than I thought it was going to be, and um, like Francis, the Francis one. I mean, it it sounds really good. It sounds very good, and I mean, I know some people in the Mars Volta, this Mars Volta forum I'm in, they bitch about these this bootleg, but or the Francis one at least. But it's like, dude, I'm not going to drop four hundred bucks, dude. Even on a like one. even fifty dollars for a bootleg, like that's still a lot of money. Like that's that how, is a lot. Yeah, that's how sought after these records are. It's fifty dollars for something that's not even real. It's sold out. I mean, they they sold out on the website in thirty minutes. Like it was. I mean, I got on it fucking fast. So yeah, the, the shits these bootlegs sell out fast because the hard the official ones are so goddamn hard to find. It's so dumb, and we've talked about it before, but it's so frustrating. And in our in our vinyl yeah. group, they all love these bootlegs. So. Fuck that Mars Volta yeah. group and a vinyl group. They love the sound. <laughs> but and it's funny because the guy who was complaining about the Francis one, he I ended up talking to him more. He ended up being really nice and we were just talking about a bunch of stuff. But he he collects 
everything that comes out Mars Volta and Omar wise, even bootlegs. So he bought, I mean, he, he's bought everything. <laughs> like he was telling me it's his entire collection. And he sent me a picture on Facebook of like all of his, all of his Mars Volta and Omar records oh, just geez. all lined up. And there's like, there's like fucking four different Delaus, a bunch of different Francis's and then just uh, all different variants. Like he has almost everything. Damn. He's saying he only, he's only missing like three, Three three official copies of some of Omar's solo stuff, but other than that, oh, and he's missing one version of Ambitecture. That's a lot he of has money. Everything else. Yeah, he has, but he was, but he was telling me he's been collecting since the late nineties. So it's like he's just kind of collected along the way. Dude, he could sell that for good, good, like thousands, almost ten thousand, oh, easily, easily ten thousand dollars for that. Yeah, it's pretty fucking wow. nuts. But he ended up be actually being really cool, and we he was very he was actually very nice and very helpful. Like, cause I was asking him questions about vinyl and stuff, but yeah, the initial post was very dick. <laughs> which is bitter, just angry, just upset. Yeah. That's all right. Just a little bit of an elitist, but that's yeah. okay. Um, so yes, I got that one and that leads me into my final record, my pick of the week. I picked up uh, Primus's Brown album. I think this is also one of their most, one of their, not most underrated record, but it's very underrated and a lot of people forget about it because this is after like they had reached their peak and they got a new drummer. This is the first album with Brain on drums and uh, it's very different from everything prior, but I think it's a solid record. I love it. Um, it sounds great. My copy of it sounds great. And um, yeah, I don't know. I love the Brown album. Uh, I remember. Do you like the Brown album? I I went back and listened to the intro when we did uh, cheese or no pork soda, and I was like, I wonder where I ranked this because I really like this song, and I was like, I wonder where I ranked this, like in our our primus rankings, and this was mm-hmm. in the middle but a little bit below for me, but I remember yeah. like asking you like, how the fuck could you possibly think this is like a top three primus album? Sure <laughs> it's so shit. good. And I think I even chose this song that you played as like my favorite on the Brown album. This is the best. Oh, I don't. Actually, I didn't put I didn't put Brown album in my top three. I think it was Anti Pop, and then and then Cheese, and then I think Pork Soda, and then this one. I think I don't even no. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe you did Brown four because then I was I I, I said like oh thank God it wasn't your top three. <laughs> Probably that sounds that sounds more like you because it's not it's not so. a bad album, but like damn, they have so much stuff that is exponentially better. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, oh God, they have so much good music. They they really don't have any bad albums. Yes. Honestly. Yes, they do. Actually, no, they don't. They have no, one they, bad they album. Don't. And no, it's they don't. garbage. It's not. It's not. It's fucking. It's trash. not garbage. But anyway, I'm not going to play a trash album. I'm not going to play a trash song. I'm going to play a very good song, and it's called Bob's Party Time Lounge, from Primus, from the Brown album.
there's a little bit of Bob's Party Time Lounge from the premises. Mm. And I don't know. I like I love Brains drumming. He's such a good fucking drummer. And I wish people talked about him more. And I don't know. He's really good. Very good drummer. Very John Bonham-esque. But maybe better? I don't know. Don't be silly. <laughs> you never know, though. Honestly, you never know. I do know. I talked to both of them. They both agreed um, that you were wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bonham said that, too. Yep. Yeah, I know. Yep. That's, mm-hmm. You're probably right. Yep. You're probably right. I am. You're probably right. Yep. Okay, so that that's all I got. That's all I really listened to and got vinyl wise. I was away uh, this last weekend, and it was Thanksgiving, so I didn't have a lot of time to listen to this stuff. Um, but let's uh, just move on. Sound good? It's what do you want to do? I mean, just like real quick, it's it's pretty it's pretty weird because you have more things to do on like your days mm-hmm. off than I do when like my kids are having their day off. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know. You're, like you're always so Sometimes. busy in your days off, but maybe that's just because you aren't busy on your days on. Maybe. I, I don't feel like I'm even that busy on my days off. Dude, on Thanksgiving, like I just, I did nothing. And we all just I mean, stayed home and hung out and did nothing. And you like took off to go to the mountains. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I went to the desert, but it's, it's different. Same thing. Yeah. Which was fun. That was fun. But And why didn't you stay till Sunday? Just I didn't want to. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> I just didn't. It was just too much. Like we'll talk about. It. I mean, we could talk about it after the pod. It's not that not that interesting. Talk on the. Pod, then I'm interested. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it w- it was fun. But it just I don't want to spend another another day there. But anyway, let's uh, let's move on. Sound good? What do yes. you want to do? Yeah, no, we can move on, or we can just keep running circles. Whatever. You- Dude, I love do? going in circles. That's my thing. Circles. Run I love circles. Circle, circles by Incubus. Um, so some new album releases. Uh, Horse the band. Horse the band. They they put out an e- a brand new EP called Your Fault. <laughs> uh, it's the first n- set of new music they put out in 13 years. They even said that they they said like three songs, and after 13 years, we put out like three songs. They're like super shitty or like sarcastic about it, and. Yeah, they did, and they they charged twenty five dollars for a fucking EP, and I didn't buy it, thankfully. Uh, but somebody I know did, and it's just yeah, that's so shitty. It's, even even had they put a disclaimer saying like, "Hey, we are doing new songs just to raise money, to in hopes that we could write more songs." Here's a twenty five dollar EP, like that. I don't know. That's at least getting in front of it, but like you just straight shysting. <laughs> but people bought it. It sold out. Sold out in a day, so people like Horse the band. That's what it. I mean, they are really good, and this uh, the EP is really good. Uh, did you listen to it? No, forgot. It's right now. It's three songs, and like I said, it's three songs. It's not as like chaotic and frantic as their like mechanical the Mechanical Hand album. Hey, Birdo. But oh, it's still oh, Birdo's so good. <laughs> but it's uh, it's still really good. It's more like um, it actually reminds me a lot of At the Drive-In for whatever, like old At the Drive-In, like relationship of command at the drive-in drive-in i can see it though very frantic very kind of don't know where they're going but they eventually get there type of thing it's good yeah yeah it it, i I enjoyed it a lot and then the third song is actually a cover it's a nine inch nails cover of their song march of the pigs 
and uh, it, it's a really fun cover. It's really silly. It's not not silly. It's just kind of it's good. Let's just say it's good. Okay. It's better than the original. Oh, we'll say that. Better than the original. Oh, but and what was funny too, like they, there's the first song on it is them just kind of talking about just the singer talking about like how you're like he's just like bitching about the fans and bitching about people in general, like saying this is <laughs> your fault that we're that we have to make music and just kind of like what he was doing at the live show when Mike and I saw him last year. It was just like an extension of that live show, that one song. So it was funny. They're a great band. So go check out the new new EP, Your Fault. And a uh, full-length album was released this last week, and I just got the vinyl 30 minutes before we started the hey, pod. So I didn't breaking get, news. Breaking news. So I didn't, I mean, I've listened to the album like four times since it came out, but I haven't listened <laughs> to it on vinyl yet. And it's the Smashing Pumpkins. They put out their new record, Seer, uh, on the day after Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, for our non-American listeners. But um, yeah, so they put out a new one called Seer, and it's a double album. It's like I think it's I think it is twenty songs, and it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Billy Corgan, not only songwriting wise, but his production on this record is really really good. He produced the record. It's good, man. It's really good. I think you're going to like it when you have to listen to it next week. I'm, I think you're going to like it. I'm fine. I mean, most of the songs I thought were really good. Only a couple of them I thought were okay. So I'm I'm, I'm yeah. interested. And then that, that four-hour melancholy listen through was fine. And my copy of Melancholy <laughs> sounds great. So I'm, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I forgot you bought you bought the box set yeah. of Melancholy. Yep. Totally out, forgot. Baby. Yeah. I totally forgot you got <laughs> You know it. Uh, so that that should be an interesting interesting episode in a couple weeks but anyway yes Smashing Pumpkins Seer is a great album go check it out go listen to it go buy it too you can still buy it on the website I I got a a, a very Jesus. nice like bubblegum pink variant like swirl variant it's very cool it looks very nice and it's um it's good good stuff so some new songs that have come out. There hasn't really been anything that came out this week, but Dropkick Murphys put out two new songs. One of them was a cover. The other one is not. And what do you think of these? Uh, we're getting into the territory now where a lot of bands are just going to start releasing Christmas songs, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> I just, uh, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it they, so they did much. A, they did a cover of Christmas Baby Come Home. I, I didn't, I thought it was it was a bad cover. Well, I don't even like the Mariah Carey anything Mariah Carey actually and I don't like this and I think it's boring and stupid um and I wish you I wish you were here that's fine yeah that song it was a very pirate shanty yeah I'm I'm not into it I don't care to play either of these songs no really no for sure don't play the Christmas one but a lot of other bands are putting out (laughs) Christmas tunes now and I just I'm not gonna listen to them because I don't I don't care anymore I'm over it I'm already over Christmas. Nah, see, I, I love I love Christmas music, but this is not a good Christmas cover. I almost even suggested that we do the Mariah Carey Christmas album this. No, month. I no, I'm gonna. I figured you would, go you would veto just, that one. Yeah, I figured you just put your foot down and say no. Not but, doing it. Yeah. So I guess we're not going to do Mariah Carey. Mm-mm. You can come up with a better Christmas album, and I'll, I'll I will I will open my ears. It's possible, but we already have our next few weeks lined up, so. They're not christmas We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yes, true. But uh, speaking of Christmas, 
What is wrong with me tonight? What is wrong with me tonight? Sean Connery, Christmas. Christmas. The Vandals. They are doing their annual Christmas formal on December 19th of this year, 2020. It'll be the 25th anniversary. They are doing a live stream only, so you cannot go see them at the House of Blues in Anaheim like they do every fucking year, which I go to most years. But I think I might pay for this one. I've never paid for a band's live stream, but I might do this. I might do this one. <laughs> Why? Because I like the Vandals so much, and I want to support them because they're awesome. Buy a so shirt. I might go for it, but I, I know I could do that too. I could do that too. And then they they put they have like special artwork for this year for the twenty fifth anniversary, and the picture is like this old like painting of the Matterhorn in Zermatt. But yes, anyway, so yeah, go get into that December 19th. They're doing the live stream. Go check it out. It's always a good time. They're very funny and they're very, very good. And you agree. And you love the Christmas album. So <laughs> uh, let's see here. The Grammys, the Grammys, the Grammys, the Grammys. They suck. <laughs> and the nominations were released. I mean, for what it's worth. I mean, I mean, we fucking hate the Grammys. They're useless. Award shows are stupid and useless, but... I was looking through this earlier when when we first called each other and I was just blown away by these bands that are listed. Like what the fuck? It's slim pickings right now, man. There's just not there's not a lot like, to choose the from. There's just I, I just don't, don't get just, it. This is very boring and underwhelming. I mean, look okay, so look at this. The the best rock song, Phoebe a Phoebe Bridges song, Tame Impala. Big Thief, I don't know who the hell that is. Fiona Apple, hmm, she's not rock. Uh, and Brittany Howard, I don't even know who the fuck she is. Never heard of her. Like that's like songs from these people. Like what? What's going on? It's just it's it's weird to not see like huge names in there. Like there's always a new yeah. a new song from I don't know like Ozzy even for so many damn years. It's weird to not see like a big name in there, and it's all just kind of underwhelming indie artists uh, it's so weird i just i don't get it and then best metal performance body count body count, uh coat co- i mean that body count record's good but grammy <laughs> grammy good i mean come on and then code orange that album sucks in the moment awful band poppy i mean probably one of the, one of the worst things in metal because it's like not even real it's like she kind of like did it as a joke and then Power Trip, it's a live song or a live album or something. Power Trip is really cool, but fuck, I just don't get it at all. None of this makes any sense to me. It's just, you know, it's whatever. <sighs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. It's like, it's shocking. It's shocking that, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm speechless, I guess. Maybe, maybe we're just, say. maybe we're just too old now. And, and this is, this is what music is now. This is what we're I, doing. I mean, apparently that's what, you know, the Grammys say music is, but I, I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. <laughs> like, do you not have like, do you just like not shocked by this or what? I mean, I just have no, I have no, um, I have no emotion. Like none of, nothing here <laughs> is, is, I don't know, speaking to me in any yeah. capacity. I, th- I think everything here is, is at best boring. So it's yeah. very true. Very true. There's nothing here that I find interesting at all. I, I, if, if it really irritates me, this, this Phoebe Bridgers person though, but I just, I, I just don't care. I don't care for her and, and everything 
all the music I've heard that she's done very yeah, it's very mediocre. Mediocre at best. I, I don't I don't get it. Whatever. I'm done with that. Done with the Grammys. It's your boy. You like this guy a lot, I know. And you always love talking about him. So, I so what is this? don't have to talk about this either. But you put this on here. It says in the notes, don't need to talk about it, but I still hate this guy. But? But what? You put it in here for a reason. You want to talk because about it. Because I wanted it. you to read it. Okay, then we won't talk about it. We could skip it. I, well, you already said it. We so can talk about it after the pod. talk about it. Okay, let's talk about it. What do you got? What is it? This guy... Snitch nine, Takashi Snitch Nine, as his <laughs> as his moniker is now. He's yeah. just a douchebag. He's a douche. And everything he does is just very douchey. And he's just a he's just he's a, a he's just a scumbag. And he was at a club and, and you know, during this whole COVID thing where you're not supposed to be at clubs, I guess. He was with his entourage mm-hmm. and you know, he likes to throw money, like literally throw, take money in his hand and throw it like it like it's a baseball and let it rain down on his peasants and He's just a very disrespectful little shit. But anyway, there's a box. I don't understand there. how he has so much money, first of all. I don't know like, either. Probably because clothing lines or, or I don't know, dude. Uh, yeah, Who fucking yeah. knows? He's a douche. But there's, there was an actual boxer there that like some type of of, of featherweight that was mm-hmm. there. And, and he was like talking shit to the boxer. And, and the boxer's like, all right, let's 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 go. And never escalated to an actual like physical fight. But... God, it would have been so good to see this guy just lay into him and just yeah, murder his face up. <laughs> and the other thing but, was... But then the guy would have gone to jail. So maybe yeah, it was a smart move. Nah, well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> everybody hates everybody hates Snitch 9, so I don't, I don't know. I'm uh, surprised he hasn't been killed. Dude, like I, I, was, really... I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it, and I felt a little bad, but I was like, you know... If this guy gets like murdered in the streets, I don't think I think I'd I think I'd kind of smile. Like I think I'd be a little. <laughs> he just he's just a bad person, and and like yeah. his 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 daughter's mom posts things on Instagram, and obviously we don't know the whole story about any of this stuff, if it's even true. But she but she always says like, why are you always saying sorry to your fans? Why are you always saying sorry to people that? Like are helping you in life, but your own family, you you don't even say anything to. You have no relation with your daughter. You you talk to her mm-hmm. as that kid. Like you don't even you have, you have no relation with her, but yeah, you're out here, you know, at, at groveling at the feet of your fans just because they're willing to throw money at you. So that just yeah, makes him look like a total douche. <laughs> God, I just cannot stand this kid. It's like it's like you you. You just like actively search for news about him and just, <laughs> yeah. just sit there and just like just get so pissed. Dude, it's like nobody likes you, dude. Yeah, nobody. Like I don't know. I it is it is surprising he hasn't been killed. And he rolls around with really, like, this like considering huge what he did. entourage, this huge like there's like three or four bodyguards that he pays full time just to roam around them because obviously people want him dead. Yeah, oh yeah. But there are always ways to get around bodyguards. Come on. I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. Can't stand he's a, him. He's, a, he's such a dumbass. Such a dumbass. But is that all you got about Takashi? Yeah. Takashi? Snitch Takashi? nine, Takashi. baby. I don't know. The snitch, yes. So that's it. I mean, there, there's nothing else we got in our notes. We're tapped out for this episode. Uh, stay tuned for the main episode because we're getting into the Weezer album. Everything will be all right in the end. And we're also going to rank all their albums because we can. 
Uh, thank you all for listening. Go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at SNI Radio. And once again, thank you. And that's it. That's all. Oh, 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 oh.